We talked about this a little bit on Wednesday's show, certainly, about, you know, can you call 911 and expect anyone to show up? And it's a valid question. We know the police are having trouble with response times up to 22 minutes because they have not enough staff and call volumes are up. Well, if we had a major mass casualty event in the city of Toronto, would we be at all prepared? Like, would the ambulances be able to show up? Uh, it's a good question because we've got a code zero. We've been on a code zero in the city of Toronto for the last couple of days. Okay, code zero, code red. I've got to figure out what the difference is of code zero and code red, but code red, meaning we don't have enough ambulances on the road to cope with the normal call volumes. So you may or may not get an ambulance. It might take some time. Uh, we heard the report of an elderly woman breaking her arm and being left for hours. And, and Toronto's not the only city going through this. Uh, Orangeville, Durham County, Hamilton have all been dealing with these issues of not having enough ambulances on the road to attend to actual emergencies. And why is that? Well, it's not a new problem. It's a problem that should have been fixed a long time ago. And it is that these paramedics have to stand around for hours waiting for patients to get beds. It's, it's something that had been, should have been fixed, fixed a long time ago. But the question I think a lot of people probably need to ask themselves is, you know, what, what would happen if I called 911? Or should I just take a cab? Mike Merriman is a paramedic, uh, paramedic services unit, and also service chair for QP Local. Good to have you. Good morning, Alex, and thanks for having me. All right, characterize, if you will, um, not the first time we've heard the headlines, and it, what is the difference between a code zero and a code red? Are they technically the same? Yeah, they're okay. technically the same. All right, yeah. so I've got the, the answer to that one, but characterize, if you will, what, what is happening on the roads right now for people who might be calling 911 as we speak. Well, we'll uh, we'll go back to Monday, actually, when the code red was, or well, we put it out Tuesday, in relation to Monday. But uh, Monday was um, there were actually more calls than the staff could handle, which is pretty much going on daily. But it was a particularly bad day, and I should add that the it, the offload delay—that's what it's termed when we get tied up in hospitals and can't get released in a timely manner—that was not occurring on uh, uh, Monday. I mean, it wasn't bad. I mean, a little bit, but it wasn't bad at all. So it wasn't the issue, and. The employer or the city can't really use that as an excuse. But, you know, um, so anyways, what happened was, which is unprecedented, there were, uh, you know, well over 50 calls in the queue, lower acuity calls, mind you, and the woman you mentioned being one of them with a fractured arm. Mm -hmm. um, they were calls that were being held. They were uh, callers that couldn't get an ambulance to them. They were waiting for up to eight hours. And so they called upon surrounding municipalities to see if they could, you know, release some units to come and, uh, you know, clean up Toronto's mess, basically begging their, the world-class city, basically begging their neighbors for help. But I, I, if I can, Alex, I'd like to go back to what you said. This problem should have been fixed ages ago because, you know, offload delay, that has always been there. I've been a medic for over 32 years. Mm -hmm. We've always had got backed up in hospitals. And admittedly, it's, probably, it's no doubt gotten a little worse, but we were able to handle it back then because we had surge capacity in the system and we staffed according to demand. For decades, they didn't do that. There's been a, a, a growth. In, the average uh, growth in call volume is 4.5% a year. We went 10 years without any hirings over and above attrition. You know, the same amount of staff. Now you got a 45% increase in workload. And it's it it's it, it was never, they're only, now they're starting to realize, oh, we better hire some more paramedics. And unfortunately, they can't get them. Nobody really wants to come work in Toronto. They'll take, you know, they'll take other services long before they'll, 
take Toronto. And we're actually losing medics and droves that are resigning and are going to other services. So, um, you know, and I, and just so the public knows what the problem is with, and I'm not going to deny offload lay that doesn't tie us up. And, you know, we can't get released in a timely manner. The problem there is in the emergency rooms, some of these patients have to be admitted to the hospital. There's no beds available, so they sit in a merge, which ties mm-hmm. us yeah. up. And But, you know, there's no quick fix to that. I don't see the province not going to be building more hospitals. They're not going to be building more long-term care facilities that some of these patients tied up in hospitals. Sorry, hospitals need to get out to. So there's no real solution other than to have that surge capacity in the system for that as far as an emergency service goes. And, you know, and back to your question are we in trouble if it's a major event? Absolutely, because we can't even service normal call volume. And, so so uh, if we had a mass casualty event, God God forbid, and we have them, and you yeah. never know when they're coming, would you, would today, given your resources or lack thereof, would you be able to respond? Would ambulances be able to respond? Or would other people they, be put out? No, they would probably, no, they would probably, they, I'm sure they would probably have to call a call on the surrounding municipalities, definitely, to help. If they can't, you know, and, and it is a province-wide issue. I mean, the mm-hmm. surrounding services are in better shape than we are, but they're still not in great shape because, you know, I talked to my union colleagues from these municipalities, they're not in great shape, better than us. But, I mean, it's a domino effect. You start stripping from those municipalities and, you know, like on Monday, what happens if you're sending these units down from York, wherever, the service are backloaded calls and there's a major event in, in, in York or wherever. So it's, are you triaging? Like if you get a call for a young child in, in dis- and an older Person, are you now at the point where you would have to choose between the two? Um, yeah, they have a yeah. It's a protocol, a dispatch algorithm that they use for you know who will, who who is the highest priority. But it yeah, it absolutely could come down to that. And if you I mean, if you had but if you had to call, I think we're at the point now where if police can't respond in you know twenty two minutes, and I'm not putting this on the front lines, so I don't blame that. But mm-hmm. if you had to call the ambulance today. Would you for your for your family member, or would you say? Uh, uh, it's very funny. That's funny. Sorry, my headphone popped out there. It's uh, funny you mention that, Alex, because uh, I have a, uh, a nine-year-old granddaughter who lives in uh, Scarborough, who's an asthmatic, and you know, if her she has an attack and her puffers aren't working, I have basically told my daughter, get her in the car and get her over to Scarborough General ASAP because I I can't guarantee you're going to get an ambulance in a timely manner. And uh, I wouldn't have said, I, would, I, wouldn't have, I wouldn't have been saying that 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. And ironically, 20 years ago, I was doing stories about ambulances being tied up in bureaucratic nonsense at the hospitals. So that, that's how long this has been an issue. It's not exactly. new. It's like, again, um, we've got some calls into the health minister about other things. Maybe she can get right. back to us on this. But I do appreciate your honesty on this, and um, and uh, we'll talk well, again. Yeah. But I, I just want don't worry though, yeah. Alex, because uh, the employer has a fix, oh. and it's going to fix everything. They've just taken a, a more desperately needed paramedics off the road mm. to be supervisors. Oh, yeah. that should that should fix everything. That's where their priorities are. The yeah. roof is on fire, but they're going to water the they'll continue watering the lawn. That's another problem. Yeah, or they'll offer made. Uh, we'll stay on this, Mike. Very much appreciate it. That is uh, Mike Merriman, who's one of the uh, chair for QP Local. And look, the unions will have their own uh, battles, and, and you'll get their side of it. But it, this is not a new issue. And, and so we've got to get to the point of addressing it.
I think it's pretty scary when a paramedic is telling you. I would tell my own daughter, take your kid on, on your own. We'll follow up on that.